So it, to us, it's like a, a fusion, Mexican ingredients with the Chinese. It's very different than if you go to any other Chinese, Americanized Chinese restaurant. I'm Lisa Morehouse, and this is California Foodways. I'm traveling to every county in the state, finding stories about food, agriculture, and the people that make both possible. Today's show is in Imperial Valley, right on the U.S.-Mexico border. I found that their most notable regional cuisine is not tacos, not mole, but Chinese food. The Salcedo family sits in a coveted booth at the Fortune Garden restaurant in the city of El Centro. Myra Salcedo, her sister Marta Kramer, their mom and other sister are almost drooling, waiting for their food to arrive. We come all the way from Yuma, like twice a month just to eat here. That's Yuma, Arizona, over an hour away. A huge side order comes, light yellow, deep-fried chilies. It's a dish I've never seen. We always order the chili, and but my sisters, she eats them all. <laughs> and their next order comes. The salt and pepper fish. It's like red fish. Sort of like a Baja-style yeah. fish. The, the chili peppers and onion and stuff like that. Baja-style at a Chinese restaurant? To us, it's like a, a fusion, Mexican ingredients with the Chinese. It's very different than if you go to any other Chinese, Americanized Chinese restaurant. And there's a reason for this fusion, one that dates back over 130 years. I'll get to that history a little later. And so, yeah, you just mix it. For now, I leave the Salcedo family as they carefully mix Chinese mustard, a little spicy sriracha, and ketchup into a special, only an Imperial Valley dipping sauce for barbecue pork. When they order, they don't say barbecue pork. They say canita. Yeah. Canita colorada. My name is Janessa Chao. Uh, I made my husband own the fortune garden. <laughs> Zhao came to the U.S. from southern China, her husband Carlos from Mexicali, where he worked in Chinese restaurants. In the fortune garden kitchen, the cooks speak to each other in Cantonese, the waiters speak Spanish and English. You can see every table they have lemon. Hot sauce. Chinese food, you don't eat lemon, right? Those fried yellow chilies on almost every table, chili asado, they're served in a lemon sauce with lots of salt, kind of a margarita flavor. If you believe the rumors, some chefs marinate pork in tequila, and they serve pato asado, roast duck, with lots of cilantro. The restaurants that you see now are kind of the remnant of the Chinese population that used to fill the U.S.-Mexico borderlands in Mexicali and in Baja California. Robert Chow Romero is a professor at UCLA. He teaches in both the Chicano Studies and Asian American Studies departments. Chinese started to go to Mexico after the Chinese Exclusion Act was passed in the United States. In 1882, the Chinese were the first ethnic group specifically singled out and banned from entry into the U.S. So tens of thousands went to Cuba, South America, and Mexico. The Chinese invented undocumented immigration from Mexico, smuggling with coyotes. Guides hired to lead people across the border. And smuggling with false papers and in boats and in trains. The infrastructure for that was all invented by, by the Chinese. In fact, today's Border Patrol grew out of the mounted guard of Chinese inspectors. 
Many Chinese immigrants settled in Mexicali, becoming grocers, merchants, and restaurant owners. Others managed to smuggle across and make lives in the U.S., including Imperial County. A block from the border in Calexico, California, George Lim pulls up in a big truck. So how do you like our fair city? And drives a few minutes. We're at the international border, crossing into Mexicali. He lives in the U.S., but helps run one of the oldest and most grand Chinese restaurants in Mexicali, called El Dragon. There, he goes by Jorge Lim. Why not have a restaurant in the U.S.? I mean, population here, about a million. Imperial County's population is about 170,000. So just doing the math is, I mean, it's plain simple that you're going to have a lot more customers here in Mexico. And I hate to say this, but people in uh, Mexico are more sophisticated. They're in the Imperial Valley about Chinese food. That sophistication may come from the decades of people eating Chinese food here, with some Mexican flavors. Seventy years ago, it was a necessity. Chinese cooks used Mexican ingredients like chilies, jicama, and certain cuts of meat because that was what was available. Now it's part of a culinary legacy, like this new dish on the menu. Arrachera, which is the best meat for uh, tacos. Beef served with asparagus and black bean sauce. The meat's clearly Mexican. Asparagus uh, could be both Chinese and, and Mexican, but the sauce, the black bean, that's Chinese. And in a kind of Mexican-Chinese-American hybrid, there's an egg roll with shrimp, cilantro, and cream cheese. It seems like it shouldn't be good, but it is. And this is the only place I've ever seen avocado in fried rice. George Lim's father, Canuto, came to Mexicali in 1954. He's developed many of the inventive dishes here. Most people who open or work in the restaurants came to Mexicali with previous experience cooking and serving Chinese food. When these experienced chefs come here and put their heads together to share their knowledge of the trade, the Chinese cuisine gets to be really good. There's no better Chinese food than in Mexicali. His son, George Lim, says a few restaurant employees recently arrived here from China under a special skills category. That skill? Cooking Chinese cuisine. Usually they come for a better way of life, and we train them. And sometimes, these Mexicali-trained chefs move up north to work in Chinese restaurants in Imperial County. One of the goals is to go to the U.S., have a better life. For you and for your kids, give them a better education, uh, maybe a better opportunity. Hey, maybe earning a dollars instead of pesos. The same reasons that drew their ancestors here from southern China 130 years ago. That's it for this episode of California Foodways. The story was reported and produced by me, Lisa Morehouse. It originally aired on KQED's California Report magazine and PRI's The World. Our theme music is by Takanobu. Ariel Plotnik and Asal Asanapur produced this episode. We're funded in part by California Humanities, a nonprofit partner of the National Endowment for the Humanities. You can learn more at calhum.org. Subscribe to California Foodways on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow CA Foodways on social media and visit our website, californiafoodways.com.